Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey guys, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. Today we are doing another interview with Alexis and Asia, a travel couple that has been all over the world and run a travel blog called Bonding Abroad. I literally only know about their travels through Instagram, so I'm super excited to learn more about some of their experiences with you all in this interview. So welcome Alexis and Asia. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like I said, I only know about you through Instagram. So what actually inspired you guys to travel so much? So I think... Our original start for travel is a little different um, because for me, I started traveling when I was younger. Um, Having family from the Caribbean, we would travel to Trinidad and Tobago every now and then to see family. And that kind of started my love for travel. Um, But my real travel bug started on a study abroad trip in Brazil, um, which I did, I think, my sophomore year, year of college. And then from then on I really started wanting to travel and when I met Asia she didn't travel as much as I did but so far she started to really really love it as we've gone on more trips and now I can't stop her from constantly wanting to go somewhere that's like that's really great that y'all were able to like you already knew you wanted to travel but you're able to introduce it to like other people and like make it a huge thing in your relationship that's really fun Yeah, it's definitely an important part of our relationship at this point. What would you say inspired the blog? Or I'm sorry, Asia, did you want to say something? Oh, no, I'm good. No, I was just going to say, I think like that's a way that we bonded like even more. And that's something that we kind of do together because that's like our main interest, of course, is traveling. Yeah. So what actually inspired the blog for you guys? Um. I started really I've been wanting to blog for a long time um, after graduating from college I did a couple of trips in the summertime I did a um, a trip to Machu Picchu and hiked the Inca Trail and at that point I really everybody was asking about it I was like oh you know I want to hear about your travels and we want to follow you along because we graduated from Michigan and we're moving back to Houston so I was probably never going to see these people again and I thought about it at that point but didn't actually really start anything because I was just way too lazy. But last year, especially through the pandemic, I started to see a lot of like travel bloggers, travel, just travel influencers, and didn't really know that that was a thing or that that was something that you could actually do. So I figured since I love traveling and I really could talk for days, hours to anyone who will listen about travel, I figured the best outlet would be to 
start a blog so that people can really start following along with exactly what we're doing. Nice. And how long has the blog been going? It's been a year since, yes, a year in September. Nice. And where can the audience find it if they're interested in learning more about your trips? Um, They can definitely hit the link in our bio on our Instagram, uh, which is bonding underscore abroad, or they can go to www.bondingabroad.com because we have a whole website, a whole domain. So that's where everything sits and lives right now. Um, And then I also have a Facebook page too that links to the website as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll link all of that in the show notes so the audience can easily find it. Um, your Instagram, the blog, and Facebook, and y'all can read all about their trips. So let's see, what was your favorite, and this is for both of you, what was your favorite and least favorite trip that you guys have done together, and why? So I think we probably have the same answer, and it's really part of the same trip. So Mm -hmm. for our honeymoon, we did um, Amsterdam, Rome, and Venice. Amsterdam, by far has been our absolute favorite city overall of everywhere we've traveled just because it just felt so cool it was very laid back the people were super nice the food was amazing and we just kind of wandered around the city for seven days but on the flip side of that I think our least favorite has been Venice because we only decided to do 24 hours in Venice. And that turned into us ending up having to sleep in the airport because we didn't consider that an early morning flight would mean that we couldn't have any transportation from the actual island to the airport. So we spent maybe 12 hours on the actual island. The food was kind of touristy, so it wasn't as great. That And we were just kind of rushed with everything that we had to do to make sure we got back to the airport in the same amount of time. Yeah, I I can definitely see how that would kind of ruin the ruin the experience for you, especially like the super touristy places are not really that great to be in. What would you say your favorite thing about travel is specifically? And if y'all have different answers, both of y'all can respond. I think. I really love just like experiencing the culture. And I mean, I'm a huge, huge foodie. I love to try the local foods. Like whenever we go places and we are able to like meet people who live there or who are from there and they're like, oh, you know, and we're like, oh, give us some suggestions for restaurants if you have any. And they, and I'm like, no, like the authentic places, not what you think, what we can handle or what we can't. Like I'm all about just trying and immersing myself in the culture as much as possible and just feeling like feeling it out. And for some reason, I'm always like, let me see if I can like live here, like figure out a way to live here. Cause I just, I really do love like experiencing new places and meeting new people and definitely the culture and food. And for me, I'm kind of, I'm a foodie too, but the food is a little bit more Asia than it is me. Um, but I'm a history buff and geography as well as well as architecture so for me just kind of walking around a city going to the museums that's really what I love to do especially the cities in Europe because the architecture is just so beautiful and like I've, I just spent some time in Mexico City and the, the 
parks that were in the area and the trees and just being in nature is something that I enjoy as well. Yeah, I think I'm a good mix of the both of you. <laughs> I guess on the other side of the fun things about travel and our favorite things, what would you say was your biggest travel mistake? Something that you would warn anyone from ever trying or doing on their next trip? Um, I think the first thing that I tell anybody on any trip at all is to pay attention to the time frames that public transportation are open and available because we have definitely run into problems with really, really early morning flights. It's like early morning flights are great because it gets you to your next destination fairly quickly and you're able to spend the whole day there. But it can be a real hassle getting to and from the airport, even with Ubers, taxis, and public transportation being an option because sometimes none of those things are available or, or, or only one of those things is available. In my opinion, starting off the day worried about how you're going to get to and from the airport can really ruin your time. And it can also just the anxiety creates a lot of stress and sleepiness by the time you actually get somewhere. So that's definitely my number one thing that I tell people to just pay attention to. I agree. I mean, I don't really, I feel like as far as like travel and things like that, like I think that's something that Alexis and I both have worked on and especially with places that you, if you know, you're not going to have like your own private driver, or if you're not renting a vehicle and you know, you're planning on using public transportation, it's just being like, okay, let me like just thinking about, or even like specific days of the weekend, especially during the holidays, like knowing whether or not a place is going to be closed or if they're like the city is going to be shut down for a certain holiday or just anything like that, just kind of like looking at those things beforehand. And then I also would say paying attention to the currency exchange rate, because that can really get Mm. you, especially in places like the UK, where the exchange rate is much greater than what we're used to. So if you don't budget in the exchange rate, you can be in a really bad way by the end of the week or however long you're staying in a place. Oh yeah, that's so true. I feel like there's been multiple occasions where I forgot to just look up what the current exchange rate was and my bank account was severely depressed once I got back to the States and I had to like pay everything off. Oh, for sure. We, <laughs> we've, we've for sure had that happen on numerous occasions. So Nowadays, I pay attention to all of that and kind of really budget that in and make sure that when I'm actually looking at hotel prices and um, like train prices and things like that, I'm literally plugging that into Google so that Mm -hmm. I can make sure that I know exactly how many dollars we're going to be spending. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Like think of it in dollars every time. Because I feel like also when you transfer, like when you get cash in another country, like euros or pounds or whatever, it looks like monopoly money almost that you just don't (laughs) like you don't think about it but (laughs) think about it like you'll be hurt absolutely I like obviously COVID has happened the pandemic has happened have you guys still been able to travel as much as before at least like a little bit in the past year or two not as much as we would have liked we have definitely missed several trips because of COVID um Mm -hmm. which kind of sucked because we were supposed to go to Bali in May And we're so excited and they did not open. So we had to cancel that. And last Christmas we were supposed to be in Europe. And instead of going to Europe, we ended up going to Jamaica, which to be honest, wasn't such a bad 
thing. Um, but so far this year, we've had a decent amount of time to travel. We um, we went to Jamaica for Christmas. We went to Seattle and Portland in March. We did St. Martin in May. And then I just got back from um, Mexico City last week. So it's not hindered us too much, but it has stopped a couple of the trips that we would have hoped to have had by now. Yeah, y'all were around like my area. I live like outside of Portland. Oh, wow. Yeah, we we love that area. Hey, I'm always, (laughs) I get so excited because like not a lot of Black people live in Oregon. So (laughs) I I get very excited when people come and visit. (laughs) We loved it. Like that was when Alexis was talking about favorite places, like Amsterdam obviously is at the top of our list, but I was like, I really loved like Seattle and Portland. Like it was like, (laughs) it was so much fun. And I think it was just, I think it was just like the nature side of everything. Like it was just so Mm -hmm. beautiful. And like, we obviously living in Houston don't get to see as much snow. And so just even seeing the snow-capped mountains and like the flight over, I was like, oh my gosh. It's so oh, yeah. beautiful. Nature is obviously like the thing I love the most here. It's probably the biggest selling point <laughs> Portland or Oregon has, or just like the Pacific Northwest in general. And literally you can get like all different types of nature scenes within like mm-hmm. an hour of each other living here. Like one hour you drive, you can get to the beach. Another hour, you're just like in a forest. Another hour, you're in the mountains. If you go like south, you're you're in California, like desert. Like it's just like you can literally get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So that was sure. like a really cool thing. We had to humble ourselves by looking at some of the apartment um, prices in Seattle because uh, by the time we were about to leave, we were like, oh, okay, let's just move here. <laughs> um but when we looked at the pricing of living in the Pacific Northwest, you know, we had to, we had to come back yeah. down to Houston. Yeah. Oh yeah. Compared <laughs> to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the only people that seems cheap, cheap to is like California people because mm-hmm. they obviously pay outrageous prices <laughs> for yeah. everything. So I feel like, you know, people that were too broke to live happily in LA end up moving to Portland like or Arizona <laughs> like <laughs> that, yeah, that that's sense. what always happens anyway so back to a few more questions we talked about COVID oh we haven't talked about being black so how, how do you feel like being black and or American and or female and or queer anything how has that impacted any of your travel experiences if it has at all any do you feel like you've seen a lot of racism or discrimination in certain places compared to others yeah you can just take it from there (laughs) (laughs) no that's I think I do think about that a lot just because depending on the place that you go because like for me I look at a lot of like I'm a big YouTube person. I love looking at YouTube. I love looking at videos of people while they're traveling and like their vlogs of that. And I'm like, oh, this looks so cool. I'm going to places. And then sometimes I kind of like put a little, like it makes me a little nervous sometimes thinking about like, oh, like when we go to certain places, like for example, when we went to uh, Jamaica for Christmas and we were going through customs we were just kind of like nervous Alexis and I because we're like 
okay, what if they ask like, what we're, you know, who are we to each other? And, you know, mm-hmm. especially being two black women, we're like, okay, we're just going to say like, we're like, do we just say we're cousins? Like, do we say we're friends? Like, what do we say? Because we know we've been told that we're like uncomfortable and we're afraid to like say, or let people, you know, we just don't know what people are going to say. Yeah. We don't, we're in a different country where we have to be smart. And so we don't know how they're going to respond to us as a same sex couple. And so that definitely is a thought in my head, but we're also kind of like, I don't know. It's also, I don't know if it's us being like smart or if it's us being just like more aware of where we are and respecting their culture or respecting the place that we are and just being two women instead of being two like women in a relationship, if that makes sense. Like if we mm-hmm. sometimes like walking through the airport and being like, okay, we're not going to hold hands or we're just, you know, we're just going to walk like we normally would, which isn't out of the norm because like, I'm not a huge PDA person anyway. So it's not a big diff, like it's not that big of a difference, but it is something we definitely think about. And I would say really more than anything, especially when I'm planning trips, I do take big into big consideration that we're both females um, just because, you know, there are a lot of places that you hear of and especially being American, that there's a lot of places in the world that have just this horrible stigma about being, you know, unsafe and you shouldn't be a woman walking around the areas by yourself. And even just being in, in some of the U.S. cities, that's how people talk. And so it, even coming from my, like my dad will tell me all the time, we've we've got a trip planned to Egypt and Jordan um, in March. And my dad was freaking out about it. You know, it's so Mm. unsafe to be there and this and that, but I do make sure that we know where we're going, that we have um, good transportation to and from places that we're paying attention to the areas that we're staying in. Um, And that's more my consideration really than being black because to be honest I found that being black has never really been a hindrance while traveling mostly I felt like it's helped me blend in in a lot of places especially in South America and like in the Caribbean going to Brazil people would just kind of walk up to you and start speaking Portuguese because you know you kind of look like you blend in a bit so I feel like we've been really lucky in the fact that I don't I don't think that being black has ever been a hindrance traveling and I don't think I've ever really experienced racism outside of the states and I don't know if that's just because it's so blissful being on a trip that I'm not really paying attention to those things but I feel like I notice that more in cities in the U.S. than I do when we travel outside of the states. So our real main concern is just safety-wise, being two females, making sure that we're aware of our surroundings and we don't look like we're aimlessly just lost walking around and paying attention to what's going on, knowing where our hotel is located and and making sure that we just have the proper transportation to places and things like that. Yeah. And I like 100% agree with the race thing because I feel like it's more dangerous for me to go to like, the super white rural part that I grew up in than it is for me to like get on a flight to Europe I don't know so yeah no I totally agree I remember being a kid and driving from Indiana down to Florida and there were places in Tennessee that we 
wouldn't stop and yeah. go to a gas station or like even driving from Houston to New Orleans. Like there are places in East Texas that we don't stop, but I've never felt that way in another country. So I know you mentioned you have a trip to Jordan and Egypt coming up. Do you guys have any other trips planned pretty soon? Yes, actually. So we have a few plan for right now. So in November, we're doing um, an adult only cruise with Virgin Voyages. And Mm -hmm. it's um, part of their like, inaugural year, they were supposed to start last year in 2020. But obviously, that didn't happen. So it's part of their inaugural year. So the cruise goes to their private island in the Bahamas, and then also to Costa Maya, Mexico. And then and it's a five night cruise. So this will be Asia's first cruise. So she's really excited about it. And this will be Mm -hmm. my first adult only. So I'm really hoping that it's a lot better than cruises I've been on in the past. Um, Yeah, not a carnival cruise. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first cruise experience and has made me hate cruises since. So Uh. hopefully this is going to be better. Um, And then we have I've kind of planned my dream trip um, for Christmas this year. So for Christmas, it'll be we're doing a whole family trip. So that'll be an experience. And um, we're going to Finland, Estonia, Hungary and the UK. So we'll be in Europe for 13 days, just kind of exploring the Christmas markets. We're going to Santa Claus Village in Ravanyemi, Finland. Um, And we're taking basically every type of transportation known to man while we're there. We're flying, we're taking an overnight train, we'll be on a ferry for one of our bits of transportation. Um, So I'm really excited about that one. Snow and Santa Claus and Mm -hmm. Christmas markets is what I'm here for. <laughs> and then after that, well, our next one will be um, March with uh, Egypt and Jordan. So y'all have a whole year long itinerary. <laughs> it sounds yes, like. Yes, I'm a big planner. So all of our trips are usually planned at least like three months in advance. Okay. But that must have been hard during COVID when you like couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's been very difficult. But the other thing we do is we, um, generally speaking, we only book tickets, like flights, based on deals that have come out. So a deal came out to Cairo, and we booked it. So we just, basically, every time we plan a trip somewhere, is it's just based on the flight tickets, and the essentially the price of the flights if we can get a good price for flights we'll just book whatever comes and figure the rest out later yeah that's that's pretty similar to how it works for me because I have so many subscriptions to cheap flights and stuff like that so as soon as I get the email I'll book it (laughs) yeah absolutely So we're coming up to the end of the interview. So I want to ask the final question I ask in every interview, and it's why do you think Black women should travel? I think that Black women should travel because the world is just, I, I feel like there's so much out there and there's so much like misconceptions on who travels and how you should travel and how much money you need to travel. And it's not always about that and waiting to a certain point in your life when you should travel it's like the world is there and it's important for black women. And I just feel like black people in general to experience the world outside of their own backyard and to 
not have these misconceptions about what other people have told us or what we think it's like and just not expanding our horizons. And I think it's just amazing for anyone to take the opportunity if they have it to not only grow, like grow for themselves and grow mentally and spiritually and just be able to experience the world, but to just also like get to know other people also. I fully agree. Um, I think just as the amount of travel that we've done lately, one of the things that one of the, one of the things that travel does, in my opinion, is it really helps you also learn more about yourself. And I think that it's important because sometimes I feel like we see black women, you know, stuck in the cycle of you grow up, you go to school, you get a job, you have your kids, and you stay home with the kids and watch them grow up. And that's that's really it. And you never really get the opportunity to learn about yourself and learn about what you have to offer and what you have to offer the world and what the world has to offer you. So I think that it's a way to culturally expand and black people as a whole have, I mean, we inhabit every crevice of the earth. And I feel like that's something that not many people actually pay attention to or actually know. And it just gives you an opportunity to learn more about black culture as well, because, you know, there's Afro-Latinos that nobody really thinks about. There's the whole continent of Africa. You have, you know, African-Americans in the US, you have blacks in the European countries. And it's just a way to really grow as a people and also grow as a person and see, you know, what the world has to offer because there's more than what we have in our homes and more than what we have in our village. Most definitely. I agree with everything the both of you said, and I hope everyone listening, you know, took that as a trip that Black women should be traveling and hopefully y'all book that next trip you really want to book and don't let anything stop you. Thank you so much, Alexis and Asia, for doing this interview. Like I said before, your stuff is linked in the show, in the show notes. So please click on their website, their social media, follow them, find out where they're going next. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed doing this. Yeah, thank you so, so much.